Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast, with weekly messages from the Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 16 today. One of my very favorite books is Proverbs. So this is a new series. Uh, We got some of this from... Uh, Life Church, they make this stuff available, so the artwork, those stickers, and all those things, we thank them for that. This is what we call a church wide series. Uh, Pre decide if you want to throw that logo back up, Al, uh, real quick. Sorry, I got ahead of myself there. So, church wide series means they're going to talk about this in youth on Wednesday nights, and Amber, Pastor Amber, is talking about this in kids' church, so we're all going to be on the same page. So, when you go home and talk to your kids, hey, what'd you learn today? You should all be learning pretty close to the same thing. Why are we doing that? Because decisions matter. How many of you know that following Jesus is a series of decisions? If you haven't, you will by the end of this, hopefully. (laughs) Following Jesus means we just keep saying yes to him over and over again. And so what we're going to talk about is how to have better choices, make better decisions to make following Jesus better. Because your decisions matter. And what we're talking about is pre-deciding. Predeciding. What does that mean? I'll tell you here in just a few minutes. Uh, but it's making choices ahead of time. How many of you know if you're trying to eat healthy and you say, I am not going to eat sugar, I'm not going to eat sugar, I'm not going to eat sugar, when someone offers you a donut, it's better that you made that decision ahead of time than at the moment, right? I have a horrible weakness for donuts and peanut butter. Um, you know, so someone say, hey, here's some peanut butter pie. So we have to make those decisions ahead of time. It makes it easier in the moment. Solomon, way back, talked about this in Proverbs 16. And so you can throw that back out there. Proverbs 16, verse 3. If you have the Version Bible app, if you hit that events tab, um, all the notes are in there for you as well. Proverbs 16, 3. Solomon said this, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will what? Succeed. Now, does this say make your own plans and they will succeed? No, he says if you commit your actions, your plans to the Lord they will succeed. So in other words, if you follow his plan for your life, if you keep saying yes to his plan, if you make decisions based on his plans, they will succeed. This is the principle. This doesn't mean every single decision is going to go well, but this is the principle. If I make God's plans my plans, they're going to go better than my plans. Jesus added another layer to this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus said this, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and then he will give you Everything you need, you need. He didn't say want, he said need. So again, Jesus is saying, if you seek his plan above your plans, life goes better. Things are better when we're following his plans. Craig Rochelle, he's a a pastor that I I read and listen to. Actually, that book I just talked about earlier I was reading is, is one that he wrote. He said this, the quality of our decisions determines the quality of our lives. The quality of our decisions determines the quality of our life. In other words, when I make better decisions, life goes better, right? And we all know people who make horrible decisions, and then they say, I can't figure out my my life is so hard. Well, (laughs) decisions. So what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to make better decisions over these next several weeks. And here's the thing, guys. When we try to make changes and we try to just change behavior, it doesn't work very long, does it? Why did I say, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop doing that? Or I'm going to start doing this. 
It doesn't always work. But when I change my thoughts about myself, when I change who I am on the inside and allow God to change me, things go better, right? And, you know, we all have a hard time making decisions. You know, we, we buy things we can't afford to impress people that, whose opinions don't really matter, right? Have you ever done that? You ever eat more than you should? You ever say things you shouldn't? You ever hurt the people you love the most? We ever do things we wish we hadn't done? Those all come down to decisions. So my daughter is at college, and uh, the RAs, you know, she's a, an RA, so they're having all these meetings. So they went out last night, and Applebee's had all-you-can-eat wings for $12. And so they said, we're going to go out, and we're going to have wings. So some of the boys didn't eat lunch that day, and they said, we're going to have a wing-eating contest. So my daughter calls, and she said, yeah, Dad, I ate, I think, five wings, and this other girl ate five, another girl ate seven. Well, one of them, the, the one who came in last, the boys, topped out at 27. 30? 38? And then, yeah, the kid who won ate 38. Yeah, 38 wings in one sitting. So then they had to go back and sit in meetings later. And she said all the boys are like, ah. And one of them said, I, I literally cannot sit down. Like, I, bad things are going to happen if I sit. So we had to stand through the meeting. That's what? Decisions, right? The decisions we make. So we're going to learn how to make better decisions. So and we're going to look at who we are, not just what we do. So how do we start taking back our lives? Well, first thing we have to do to start making better decisions is we have to understand why we struggle to make good decisions. Why do I struggle so hard to make good decisions? Well, here's the thing, guys. I struggle to make good decisions partially because I am overwhelmed with choices. We are overwhelmed with choices every day. Experts say we have to make 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000. Now, these aren't all life-altering decisions. Some are, should I step into traffic or should I wait till the light turns green, right? I mean, those are easy decisions, hopefully. Hopefully. But what happens? By the end of the day, our decision-making faculties are not that great. I have to go to the gym in the mornings to work out because at the end of the day, I'm, it ain't going to happen, Right? I, I am out of willpower by the end of the day. And we see this. You know, if you say, I'm going to start eating well, we can usually eat well during the But then what happens by the end of the day? I eat an ice cream sundae before I go to bed. Why? Because I'm tired of making choices. I'm tired of saying no, right? Or we, we do really well. We put ourselves on a budget, and then we make a really bad impulse buy. You ever done that? Or we're so careful with our words, and then by the end of the day, we get home with our families and we snap sometimes. Why? Because we're tired of making choices. It's hard. And so we have to understand ourselves. We have to understand that uh, experts call this decision fatigue. So what does that mean? This doesn't sound very spiritual. Here it is, guys. If you know you're weak in a certain area, don't put yourself in that position when you're tired. Don't put yourself in a business. If, if you struggle with purity, don't be on the internet at night after everybody else goes to bed. If you know you struggle with your mouth, don't be around people who irritate you when you're tired. I had this insane ability to be sarcastic. And there are certain people I just can't be around if I'm tired because I know things are going to slip out of my mouth that shouldn't. And sometimes I think they come out my ear hole when I close my mouth. I mean, I still, where did that come from? So I just know I cannot be that, you know, I just have to be very careful. All right? So we're overwhelmed with choices. We're also terrified of making a wrong choice. 
How many of you have ever not made a choice because you were so afraid of making the wrong choice? How many of you know not making a choice is making a choice, right? Not making a decision is still making a decision. And so many times, guys, we're so afraid of missing God's will that we don't make a decision. And that's a bad decision too. So we have to get more confident in making good decisions. And we, we get paralyzed. You ever heard the quote, indecision is the enemy of progress? So sometimes we're just scared of making the wrong decision. And then sometimes we let emotions overrule logic. How many of you have ever made an emotional decision that you wish you could take back? Yeah? That's why it's so much better to wait a day if you have to make an emotional decision, right? Come back the next day. So sometimes we make really bad decisions based on how we feel in the moment. And these can have life-altering consequences. Here's the thing, guys. We cannot ever make a life-changing decision based on emotion. So many people have made horrible mistakes because of one decision made based on what? Emotion. And guys, people don't just wake up and say, I'm going to throw my marriage away today. I think I'll get arrested today. That should be fun. I think I'm going to embezzle money from my corporation or my church or my whatever. It's not... Typically, when do bad decisions happen? When we are tired or emotional or we haven't pre-decided. That's why we're going to talk about this so much over these next few weeks. Because if I pre-decide, I've already taken that decision out when I'm emotional, right? And guys, we all do this. When you stand up at a wedding, I just did a wedding yesterday. I think the tape is still right here. Tape mark is still here for the bride and groom. When you stand up at that wedding, what do you say? I take you to be my spouse till death separates us. That is a pre-decision. I'm going to stay with you. And then when you're tired and you're irritated, you say, oh, that decision is already made. I'm going to stay with you, right? So those are, that's just one example. But when we pre-decide, we take the emotion out of the equation. Paul said the exact same thing. Listen to what Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 21. I've discovered this principle in life, that when I want to do what's right, I inevitably do what's wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that's at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. You ever felt that? Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So in other words, guys, without the power of Christ, we're going to make bad choices. Without having Jesus at work within us and making choices based on this and not based on emotion, we're going to make bad choices. Even Paul struggled with this who wrote like half of this, the New Testament, right? So we have to understand that we all struggle with making godly decisions, but one of the best ways to help that is to pre-decide how we are going to respond. And guys, another word for this is lordship. It's saying, Jesus, you're Lord over everything that I have. I'm going to make my decisions based on your word. I'm going to make my decisions based on who you are. So we have to first understand why we make bad choices, and then we have to understand the power of predeciding. Predeciding helps us determine the course of action before the moment of decision. Predeciding helps us determine our course of action before the moment of decision. 
I was a youth pastor, Amy and I were, for about eight years. So we worked with teenagers a lot. And one of the things we would tell teenagers, because they were always terrified of, I'm going to make a bad choice with my boyfriend or girlfriend, right? So you know what we would tell them? Make the decision ahead of time. Sit down and talk with them and say, we're not going to do this. And this is our line. And so we, were, we spent so much time working with kids at the bottom of the cliff when they made a horrible decision and got pregnant. And we said, we want to help you put a fence at the top of the cliff. And then we're going to put another fence behind that fence, right? So you don't get there. And so we predecide. And this works in every area of life. Another name for this is training, right? If you've ever played a sport, what do you do in practice every day? You train. You run the same drills over and over and over again, right? And we tell them, we're doing this so that when the time comes in the game, you don't have to think, you just what? Respond. I respond. I know if this happens, this happens. We do this on the fire department. We train over and over and over and over and over so that when the time comes, you don't have to think, you just what? Respond. I've got a picture. This is actually, this is kind of cool. This is Pastor Kenny and myself and another guy named Daniel and Vince was actually in that next room over um, in the ceiling because he's little. Um, he was in there. But this hotel caught fire, and the, the cops came. They kicked the door in, made sure no one was in there. And so we got there, and I was really excited because at the time, Pastor Kenny was still kind of a rookie, and Daniel, the guy behind him, was still kind of a rookie. And so we got there, and we dropped. And, and protocol is you go, and Al was our training officer forever. He beat this into our heads. You get low because the heat's all here, right? You start spraying, and then you advance. And so I looked behind me. I was going to tell these guys, all right, get low. And they were already like that. That was textbook. I was so proud of these guys. And I kind of had this moment. I was like, wow, this actually worked. Training works, right? We moved forward. We knocked it down again, and we were able to save the building. But I was so proud. I keep that on my computer because it helps me remember training, pre-deciding, right? Pre-deciding works. It's a lot easier to pre-decide before vital decisions. And what does that do? It takes emotion out of the equation. When I predecide I'm going to follow God's plan for my life, it makes it a whole lot easier to make the right decision. When I predecide I'm going to do what the Bible says and not why my emotions tell me, it makes it easier in the moment, right? I'm going to predecide to follow God's plan. It takes emotion out of it. Predeciding, and this is the biggest thing, guys. If anything else, I hope you get this today. Predeciding helps us make decisions based on our values instead of our emotions. When I predecide, I make decisions based on what's important to me and not what I feel at the moment. Predeciding helps me make decisions based on these values instead of what's in my brain or in my heart at the moment. When our values are clear, decisions are easier, right? When our values are clear, and we've talked about this, I hope you have a vision for your family. This is what I want my family to look like. Uh, how many of you guys know the actor uh, Matt McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey? It's one of my wife's favorite actors. She, she likes Matt McConaughey movies. Um, I just tease her about it, that she likes him. But you know, Matthew McConaughey is actually a pretty cool guy in person. And when he was 25, he got an award for best like, supporting actor in a movie, and they interviewed him. And they said, who is your hero? And this is funny. He said, myself in 10 years. That sounds super cocky, doesn't it? I'm my own hero. But he explained a little bit. So then he got another award. Ten years later, he was 35. And they said, hey, are you your hero today? He said, no, my hero is myself in 10 years, myself at 45. And I said, what, what is your deal? Why do you keep changing the answer? He said, because I always have a picture in my mind of where I want to be. 
And he said, when I'm working toward that future self, it makes it easier to make decisions today. I thought, that guy's pretty smart, actually. Not just a pretty face, right? He's smart or great accent. She likes his accent. Um, (laughs) I'm going to pay for that later. (laughs) But this is the thing. Guys, we have to have a picture of where we want our family to be, of where we want to be. And where do you want to be? I want to be faithful. I want in 10 years to be able to look back and say, I was faithful to Jesus this last 10 years. I made decisions. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I have it all together? Absolutely not. But I want to make sure that I'm making choices based on my values, not just how I feel at the moment, because how I feel at the moment is going to change, right? And we see this all throughout Scripture. In Genesis 22, God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Isaac was not just his son. He was also his heir. Isaac was also the promise. God said, you're going to have a a thousand descendants. Remember the song we sang, Father Abraham? And God said, I want you to sacrifice him. I want you to kill him on the altar. And what did Abraham say? Okay. Because what he had predecided. And then God said, no, actually, here's a ram for you. I just wanted to test you. He had predecided everything I have belongs to him. So then when God says, I want you to give towards this missionary, I want you to give towards this project, okay, it's yours. I've already predecided everything I have is yours. Makes it easier, right? In the book of Ruth, chapter one, we see uh, Naomi and, and her daughter in law, Ruth, their husbands had died and, and there was a famine and they were moving to another country. And Naomi said, Hey, I want you to go back to your, your people. And she said, No. What did she say? Your God is my God. Where you go, I'm going to go. I have made a decision. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to, your God is my God. I'm going to make decisions based on those values. It's easier. In Daniel chapter 1, we see these young men were taken from their home and, and placed into Babylon, this, this godless nation that took them over and, and deported them and was trying to make them Babylonians. And he said, I'm not going to follow your customs. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to follow him even if it costs me. I'm going to follow him. And I love it. They, uh, they wanted to all bow down to this big statue. You've probably seen the, the VeggieTales version or you've heard the story. But they wanted him to bow down to this huge statue. And they said, no. And they said, if you don't, I'm going to throw you into this furnace. I'm going to burn you alive. And I love their quote. They said, our God is able to save us. But even if he doesn't, I'm still going to be faithful. What had they done? Predecided. Where were their emotions? Terrified, Right? They were scared because they knew he would do it. He was crazy enough to do it, and he did. He tried. But they said, I've predecided I'm going to follow the Lord. So, guys, predeciding helps us make decisions based on our values, not on our emotions. So, here's the question. Here's the big question Do my decisions reflect my values? Do the decisions I have made in my life, do the decisions you've made in your life today reflect your values, or they? reflect emotions at the time. And so that's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on these things. And here's predeciding. What does all this mean? We're going to work on this. Predeciding means this, and I put this in your notes. When faced with this situation, I have predecided to take this action. That's it. You're going to settle that in your mind and in your heart. When I'm faced with this decision, I'm going to take this action. So when I'm, when people offer me this, I'm going to do this. When someone tries to get me to do this, I've predecided I'm going to do this. See, when I was a college student, I worked at a retail store. 
He was in a college town in Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, lots of colleges there. And so after work, a lot of times people would go out to a bar and they'd always say, hey, Rex, you want to come with us? And I'd say, I appreciate the offer, but it's not my thing. And they did it over and over and over and over and over, right? And I would just, every time, I appreciate the offer, just not my thing. And finally they quit because they realized I had what? I had predecided. It's like, you're not going to wear me down. Now, if you offer me peanut butter, yeah, probably. But <laughs> beer, not my thing, right? Just not what I'm going to do. Was I perfect? Absolutely not. Were there times I wanted to go? Absolutely, because I was hungry. I didn't want beer. I wanted a burger. They had great burgers. I was poor. That helped too. But um, they just kept doing it. And so I had pre-decided. And so, guys, these things help us. Pre-decision helps us take the emotion out of the equation. And last, pre-deciding helps us make decisions based on who we are, not what we do based on who we are. And that's what these stickers have, guys. That's why we gave you these stickers. We hope you put them on either a water bottle or a book, a folder, a calendar, your car, you know, wherever, to help remind us. Because these things say, I'm ready. I'm consistent. I'm devoted. I'm generous. I'm faithful. And I'm a finisher. These are things we're going to talk about over the next several weeks, who we are. And guys, when I change who I am, decisions flow out of that, right? When I work on being faithful to the Lord, when I work on being generous with what God has given me, it changes my actions. But so many times we look at ourselves and say, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm angry, I'm emotional, I'm frustrated, I'm discouraged, right? So we're going to work on who we are because predeciding helps us make decisions based on who we are, not what we do. Okay? So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning and if you're physically able, if you would stand So here's the point of all this. Based on who we are, we will not let emotions or discouragement influence our decisions. We're going to make decisions based on who we are in Christ.